Hello and welcome to Glastocast, the unofficial Glastonbury Festival podcast. It's Miguel here and, well, it is really just me here at the moment. <laughs> I'm recording this just after finishing editing the episode you're about to listen. Sadly, we couldn't meet in our studio, so this one was done remotely, which means the audio might not be up to our usual standards. However, for the first time, we have a guest. How amazing is that? So I'm not gonna hold it any longer, and I'm just gonna press play. Well, symbolically press play, I guess. So today we're really lucky to be speaking to the media manager for both the Glade and the Avalon areas. His name is Paul. Hi, Paul. Nice to meet you. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Paul. Yeah, I'm really good. Nice to meet you, mate. Hi, Paul. Welcome to Glastocast. Cool. Yeah, really good to meet you. Like This is really exciting. We we didn't really do any proper interviews on, on Series 1. We basically got people to record things and send them in. So this is really nice to actually... You're our first interview. Really exciting. Yeah, no, it's cool to be here. Really enjoyed um, listening to like the first season. Um, I know it's sort of gone down really, really well everywhere, and um, it's yeah, it's it's a fab podcast. You guys are doing great. Oh, we've actually been really thrilled, haven't we? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. thank you so much. Everyone's been so kind, and the feedback's been been amazing, hasn't it? Yeah, I I didn't expect this at all. I thought a few people would listen and go, "Yeah, this is pretty cool," but I mean, it's 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 run away with itself, hasn't it? Like I I keep looking online every day and being amazed by it. So let's do um, just a little intro. If you want to, I know I've given you a a little intro there, but if you want to go a little further, sort of say, you know, who you are, what's your Glastonbury story really? Like how you first started coming to the festival, uh, how long have you been going and, you know, how you've evolved to actually work there yourself. So let's hear that from you. Yeah, that's cool. So um, my first ever festival was, uh, was actually in 1999. I remember going, hiring a transit van with some mates and going down. It just it just rained an awful lot. It was chaos. It was obviously before the fence came up. And um, to be honest, my memories are fairly sort of hazy of that. But then after that, I had a, quite a big um, gap until I think I was doing sort of lots of sort of dance festivals in between that, like Homelands and Creamfields and things like that. And then I first went back in 2007 and uh, sort of been going back every year since. I've been lucky enough to, to get sort of tickets or friends have helped me out getting tickets uh, in between sort of after that time. So, yeah, that's how um, the sort of my my real sort of like Glastonbury history has been going. And then in 2017, a friend of mine who previously working um, doing the Glade social media um, was leaving um, and, and in a previous job I ran social media and LinkedIn and bits and pieces for um, rather large uh, law firm one of the top 10 law firms in the country and I just said look I do this kind of thing um, I had a sort of telephone chat with one of the guys from Glade HQ and then sort of took it from there so it's really 2017 was my first year that I started doing it. Amazing. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit like jealous. That's kind of what I want to do. Is <laughs> You take my blog and my social media and I want to do it at festivals. So I've got to say, I'm, I knew I was going to put that out there quite early in this interview. <laughs> <That's a bit laughs> um, and it's, it's interesting, you you have a similar sort of Glastonbury story that to, to Rob, really, don't you? Like you had a couple of years at the beginning and then a big pause and then you've come back and gone, oh God, I, I miss this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I... My first was 2002 and um, I did a couple of years and it just kind of 
cropped up that I didn't get a ticket one year and other things kept happening and before I knew it 10 years had gone by and I just kind of couldn't figure out what had gone on so yeah after going back in 2013 there was there was no way I was uh, letting anything get in the way except in 2014 when you went on yeah, the, I, really I knew <laughs> you were going to say that I knew you were going to say that my holiday oh, of a lifetime that yeah turned out to just be looking at what was happening at Glastonbury the whole time I was away yeah cool so um Let's hear a little bit more about your kind of role now. I know you've you've done it in 2017. So was it when you got on site, was it everything you kind of thought it would be or was it completely different from what you'd done before in social media? I mean, it's grown this year, isn't it? So you were doing just Glade last year and now you're doing Glade and Avalon. So you must be doing something, right? So tell us a little bit more about your role and kind of how it's evolved over what happened in 2017 and, and what you're going on to do now. Sure. So, um, so obviously, um, you know, covering Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for for Glade. So that six that did um, well in sort of 2017, and and as you sort of like hinted at, it's now sort of expanded onto Avalon as well. So essentially, now what I've got is sort of like I have a team of um, a couple of video guys. I've got uh, four photographers, and so it's now my responsibility to make sure that um, so actually when the festival is happening that we've got people sort of allocated to sort of different spots and to like different acts we've got in in Avalon there's like a main stage guy but there's also someone else who's going to be also covering the wood we're um, responsible for the wood as well as well as Avalon and Glade that's uh, the wood is um, I suppose it's like a I hate this word brainchild but it's kind of um, an idea of one of the guys who um, who runs uh, Glade. So there's that as well. So we've got a photographer that's covering the wood, as well as sort of the outdoorsy stuff in Avalon. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that uh, are doing video for the like the Glade area, and a couple of photographers for the, for photographers for the Glade area. So there's that that I'm looking after. Um, but in between all of this as well, while it's not just when I'm at the festival because I I look after the the um, the socials when I'm not there and so it was like all throughout the the fallow year so I'm constantly monitoring the feeds and growing the membership um and not tweeting and sort of publishing too much because I'm sort of very aware that like less is more yes um and it's not it don't have to sort of bombard it with stuff because people get bored even stuff from Glastonbury really amazingly <laughs> you'd think that wasn't the case but but you don't want to <laughs> they clearly haven't met us <laughs> you don't really want to bombard people so so I get uh, I get involved in like all the announcements as well, which is quite cool, and get um, you know all the sort of poster stuff. Yeah, it really is. Um, as a, sort of obviously somebody who'd been to that must be know, like ten festivals before I started doing this to be on the other side of it. It's just really trippy. It's really weird. So is it, is it one of those things where you've gone from being excited to now a point where you, when you know almost before anybody else does, is, it, is that like, do you want to just want to tell people or is it is it hard to keep it a secret? You don't want to spoil it for people. Mm, I'm very yeah. sort of aware of, I'm very aware of, of a lot of the, the magic with Glastonbury is, you know, yeah. keeping it special. Yeah. Um, in because I was down in um, down in Somerset for for a pre like production meeting for for Glade and Avalon a few months ago, and one of the sort of edits from the, the festival is to sort of to keep to when we're on site early not to like publish photos on your socials and just to keep as much secret as possible and special. So when the doors open, when the gates open on um, on the Wednesday morning, the people will sort of like come in with like wide-eyed wonder and everything's mm. really special for them. So I'm very, very aware that 
um, this is basically Christmas for so many people. So I don't. Good stuff. Yeah. So I don't sort of um, you know this year obviously at the at the Glade we've got some of the biggest names we've ever had. You know, Fatboy Slim is there. Carl Cox is is there as well. Um, you know, Idris Elba. It's insane. I mean, the lineup's incredible. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be anywhere else on the Saturday, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, you know, so obviously I'm um, following and retweeting and um, on all the rest of the sort of the interactive stuff with people's accounts. Um, but also what we've been doing as well, we're getting artists to do like mini vlogs, like mini video clips about how excited they are to be playing the sort of various mm, areas. I've seen some of those. They look really cool. So I don't think anyone else is doing that. So that's something that, that I've taken on to do at Avalon as well. So whilst we've had Fatboy Slim, Carl Cox doing them for Blade, we've had Reef and Frank Turner and the amazing Beans on Toast as well doing like video clips and things for us. So, you know, we're really sort of trying to push sort of the the more visual side as well as rather than just you know uh, pushing up people's mixes and stuff we're getting some like unique little bits of content to get people excited yeah i've loved seeing those on my feed like the little um clips and you're right i haven't seen it from any anywhere else in in kind of the glasto landscape i think nobody else is doing it and it was quite surprising to see it and i was like this is really cool you know you want you want to know that the artist is excited to play the festival and that sounds a bit weird, but like you, you want them to be as excited on stage as kind of you are listening. So to have them go like, yeah, I'm going to play the Glade and it's going to be amazing. You should come on down. I can't wait. It's just it just makes you think, OK, yeah, it, it's not just me. Like they're excited as well. And it's going to be really good fun. So, yeah, I think so. And I think as as a sort of like seasoned festival goers that we are, it's sometimes you, you can almost it feels like a little bit commonplace, but it is such a massive deal for people playing Glastonbury. And mm. uh, we're obviously well used to it because, you know, because we've been going a lot. But I think it doesn't do you any harm sometimes just to have even, sort of, you know, as I say, people like Fatboy Slim, Carl Cox, um, talking about how excited, how stoked they are, even though they've been, they've been at this for years and years. It's still really, really special for them. I think Glastonbury is one of those festivals where um, the performers are as excited to be there as, as we are. And I think that definitely comes across. And seeing it in these videos, um, <laughs> almost where, where you didn't think you could possibly be more excited, you get more excited by other people's excitement and it just grows and grows and grows. And I think that's just one of the great things about Glastonbury. And it's, it's great to hear that it comes from both sides of the stage. And, and I just think that's great. And if any of them want to share the excitement, not visually, but in a podcast... What you're saying is if Fatboy Slim's listening and he fancies coming on the podcast, then we are yeah. open and ready. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I, I know you mentioned earlier about having photographers posted, you know, at different parts of the stages. Do they stay at the stage, that particular one? Are they there from the start to the finish or do they get to kind of wander around? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I think um, there's certainly, there's sort of two strands to it, really. We've got some of the, a couple of the photographers are going to be sort of mainly sort of stage focus so they're obviously you've got a lot of the artists want to have their publicity pictures and all the rest of it and those sort of thing pictures are really good for for online as well mm. but I think it's um especially in in Avalon we've it's good to sort of capture because it's 
Avalon has that that feel, doesn't it, for sort of a festival within a festival, especially with all the the walking around um, sort of theatre yeah. people and all of that kind of stuff as well. Um, so, so we do have like a sort of candid, a couple of sort of like more candid um, sort of yeah. thing, people just having fun. That's like half of the half of the magic is is finding things happening where you wouldn't necessarily think, and I think just kind of outside stages uh, it, it is is where kind of people are looking in, you see them realizing, oh, I didn't really notice that they were here and, and going and, and enjoying the music, and I think it's great. I mean, it's uh, I'm glad that you guys capture that because it's good to see. I think that's one thing that we're going to try. Um, certainly, I'm, I'm very aware of for the wood this year. You, I don't know if you've sort of seen the, the pictures of the build of um, what, what's going on down at the wood or up at the wood, uh, because we've got uh, a Shakespeare um, happening up there, haven't we? The um, this roving theatre company, they're going to do sort of 25 minute excerpts. So the photographer will be sort of capturing, there's obviously quite a lot of some good opportunities there in, in amongst the what's being created. That'll be something fun to stumble upon, definitely. Mm. Um, the wood, I, sh- I should know this because I should have looked at the map in like granular detail, but is it, can you sort of give me a, a, a reference as to where it would be in reference to the glade? Is it like, <laughs> here, you've got here the, comes Jesse with the map. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'd like to know where things are, guys. You know that. Okay. So don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> isn't it behind, so the, behind John Peel, isn't it? Yeah, it's under the auspices of, of, of us, Avalon and Glade, but it's it's nowhere near Jesse. It's oh, it's completely right. up by John Peel. I have been there then. I have been there. It's one up by John Peel. That's fine. Does that mean you're going to be running around like a headless chicken leg going between the woods? I, I didn't realise the wood was all the way over there, but now it's rung a bell. I've got it. But if you're going, sort of Avalon and Glade are sort of similarly in the same area. You can get between them quite easily, but having to nip over to the wood as well is going to mean... Are you going to have a buggy or are you going to be running over there? What's... <laughs> I'm going to jump on the monorail like everybody else. Yeah! Hey! <laughs> it got mentioned. Hey, the first reference to the monorail. Fantastic. Oh, Very secret. But no, it's the, yeah. the uh, photographers will be able to capture that. I think. I don't think, because it's it's not like there's bands on. It's not, it's not um, a running loads and loads of things going on there. It's a nice space for people just to stop. Um, it's obviously there's a bar there and and stuff, and you know it would be a it's a decent little sort of chill out spot. So we I I don't need to go rushing up there. We there's things that we need to capture and not necessarily me. That's fine. You can just tell your photographers what you want and they'll they'll <laughs> do their thing. Okay, cool. Okay, so we mentioned uh, well, Paul, you mentioned a few of the standout acts of kind of Avalon and Glade so far already. But before we come to you, I'm actually going to ask both Rob and Miguel if they have any lineup standouts. Is there anybody on there that you've looked at and gone, oh, I'm going to be there, I'm definitely going to be there, just specifically from Avalon and Glade? Like, particularly if you've got any smaller bands that people might not know of or might not have heard of that you really, really recommend. Any any suggestions? Well, to be honest, I know I've, me- I've briefly mentioned it earlier, but I, I genuinely wasn't lying. Once I get over to the Glade to... Fit- to watch Carl Cox, I can't really see myself leaving. That is just an incredible run right the way through Saturday night. And it's going to um, be it's going to be like four hours, isn't it? It's it's fantastic. I, I genuinely can't wait, and uh, it's 
cause all my clashes uh, that I've because everybody does that, don't they? You, you start looking at times and figuring out figuring out where your clashes are from what you were planning to do, and uh, all of mine come along because I don't I don't want to leave the glade on the Saturday, so <laughs> it's, it's right the way from yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I may pop in and out earlier and stuff, but just being specifically that Saturday night run is is just fantastic, and I'm so looking forward to it. it look, I mean, are you going to be at Carl Cox for the four hour set of his? And well, probably not. The Feds, yeah. S.G. Lewis, Seth Troxler, Idris Elba. That's I it. mean, that is going to be a long day. And then, in the, uh, I mean, it is going to be a long day. And you know, um, we've talked about it in one of our other podcasts, I'm sure, if not many, that that plans never seem to go the way that you that you want them to, in in a good way. Uh, and I'm sure at some point I'll wander off, and that someone or who I'm with will want to go and do something. But absolutely, Idris Elba, uh, the Faithless DJ set, you will not be able to tie enough cars to me to pull me away from that. <laughs> I am so looking forward to it. I, honestly, I, I really am. So that I'll, I'll go with the Faithless DJ set, following uh, Idris Elba as my as my big 100%. Will not be missing that. No chance. So, Here we go. so a few years ago, I actually shot a promotional video for an audio company and we had a band. I was, I was filming a band in a studio and they're actually playing at the Glade, <laughs> which is quite nice. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, which is Dr. Meeker. Ooh. I think they're playing Friday. Ooh, wow. And uh, I remember this a few years ago when we were sh doing this video, we had a chat about Glastonbury and then I said, well, hopefully I'll see you guys there one day they played before it's not the first time yeah but yeah probably we're gonna try to catch them up i, d I don't know if they remember me <laughs> <laughs> everyone remembers you Miguel. yeah, yeah that's it, don't they the tweets we've been receiving everybody remembers you but um, oh, maybe I'll, ha I'll have a copy of the video on my phone to show them it's me remember I, it. I filmed you <laughs> that's if you haven't left your phone in the toilet hey yeah yeah that's yeah, true <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah we had quite a nice afternoon a few years ago uh they were playing live in the studio and i, I was trying to keep my hands steady to film it, but I was also dancing at the same time. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm yeah. sure we we can join you for that. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. And well, just I did say in one episode that the Glade is one of these stages where I maybe don't know many of the acts, but I always yeah. end up at the stage and have a great time. Absolutely. If there's a little gap, that's yeah. kind of the direction. So, we have, so yeah. basically, I'm still going with that. So, I'm going to be hearing your recommendations and this time maybe know what i'm doing when i'm there <laughs> excellent excellent what about you jesse i mean uh, what's what's your number one you know what uh i've i've got a couple on the glades that i want to shout out but i've got loads on avalon like when the avalon uh lineup post like individual poster came out i honestly was at work and i like sort of started almost like vibrating out of my seat like oh my god all of my favorites are there. So, yeah it's like okay so let's reel them off Glade. um no reel them off literally so i've got a few shout outs friday dub pistols uh i've seen them so many times and they are fantastic like always really really good vibes like if you um if you like gentlemen's dub club lots of things like that they're very similar but they're a bit more high energy and oh amazing i can't wait for them uh and then Sunday, something a little bit different. I love the Cuban Brothers. Now, <laughs> yeah. have you seen I'm, them? They're no, I, th yeah, I think you've mentioned it before. And oh, I have said, I? Well, actually, I definitely have I'm to not surprised them. I yeah, talk yeah. about them a lot. <laughs> uh, they are, they're like comedy slash music, but I, I can't really begin to describe it. It's, um, it's, it's very, well... You can go with the kids because they're absolutely brilliant at making sure that their very dirty jokes go over their heads. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 really good fun. Like you, there's you can't not smile at the Cuban brothers. You'll have a great time. And then on Avalon, like there's so many. Like Frank Turner is one of my all-time favourites. I'm probably going to be there for my Friday night headliner, which is 
I mean, unusual for me, but I'm really looking forward to it. Tangus the Henge, uh, they are one of my all-time favourites. And uh, Miguel will know, they actually, I, I got them to play at my birthday this year. Oh, God. <laughs> you did? Yeah, check me out. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of um, friends of friends and, like, I love them. And, yeah, they played at my birthday in January, which I was very lucky. And it was amazing. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Uh, Beans on Toast that Paul mentioned, like he's uh, like always been a favourite of mine. He used to support Frank Turner on tour and now he's sort of done quite well for himself. He's very like folk music, but with a very raspy voice. And yeah, he's, he's amazing. It's on my list as yeah. well for this year because it's one of those acts which they're kind of regulars at Glastonbury and I mm, haven't I yeah. haven't I haven't seen him yet so no, I haven't seen it but I've heard lots of people who have and lots of people talking about it so I kind of feel like I should have you really but honestly he's got I the haven't. best stories to tell he actually wrote a book this year that the name escapes me right the second but it's basically a collection of stories from his life he tells quite a few about Glastonbury but the first story he tells about his first Glastonbury is just like it, it Captain, like this podcast is very much like this story. If you love Glastonbury, I really implore you to get this book and just read his stories. They're so good. Anyway, side, little side note there. Um, and I'll just say one, maybe two more. So Cut Capers are like a kind of brass swing, amazing band. Like you'll love them. You'll have a really great time. That's lunchtime oh. on Saturday. Excellent, Jesse. Uh, they like, do you remember we were talking about the swing, electric swing circus? Cause they are like a bit like, like electric swing circus. They don't have... um sort of a DJ so they don't have like the dr like the the sort of ele electronica I know. undercut as such but yeah, they yeah. are yeah similar they're incredible because obviously you know how much I love those guys so that maybe yeah, I'll you, come you and will check love them, out. Yeah, them yeah. honestly you cut capers you'll love and skinny lister again another previous support act for Frank Turner but I've I've learned I've I've come to love them over the years as well they're really shouty punk a little bit but also, there's a female singer whose voice is incredible, uh, and they're really foot stomping. Really, they remind me of kind of like an Irishy type band. But you'll really be singing along by the end of it, and they're on Sunday as well. So that's my list of everything. Avalon and Glade. I realise I've just talked for fun. Well, yeah, well, your your list has really put us to shame. I can't. Yes, yeah, so, I, <laughs> I feel like I need to add one more, and you know, go. I said I was looking for 80s nostalgia and say Bananarama. <laughs> <laughs> I said I, mean, I was Bananarama, looking for recommendations. I got. A lot. You got many. You <laughs> got, got many. a lot. I yeah, I could actually give you more, but I'm not going to. But I'm just saying, I'll give you to you guys some more as well because these two stages. I love that we're talking about them together. This year, they're 100% my sort of music taste summed up. I'm really excited about it. Um, a lot yeah. of people have been saying that. I mean, I've got a friend of mine who 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 said uh, he texted me when the Avalon uh, lineup came out. He says, "Have you seen this?" He says, "Kind of lineup that I would just go to any festival for, yeah, on regardless of festival. it just being one stage." So, well, that's it. Paul just said it's a festival within a festival, so that's exactly brilliant. it. So that's there you go. So over to you, Paul. Like you've known about this lineup obviously for a bit longer than we have, and as you've said, like you've kept in the excitement and had to just sort of share it with yourself. Um, but are there any particular ones that when you first saw it that you went, "Oh, I'm so glad we've got them." They're going to have great energy. Or wh who are you excited about on these uh, on these two lineups? Yeah. So um, last year um, on the Spike, we had um, this band called Dark Matter, who uh, live drum and bass. Now they're they're also on at the Spike again, but they've um, they've been moved up onto the main stage on um, Friday afternoon. They are absolutely astounding. There's a singer. There's like obviously sort of like drummer, but there's a, a guy um, Johnny Jazz who does like decks as well, and you know it's they are 
brilliant and they're like a tour de force so they're well worth seeing just a couple of mums surely you guys have heard of just a couple of mums before they um they have played the last few years it's two ladies with um feather dusters and um and wraps like wraps around there they play disco they play fun disco they get the crowd singing along to the likes of sweet caroline abba all this sort of stuff now they think they're, they're on the spike on a couple of times I think on the Wednesday, possibly on the Thursday, don't quote me on these. They are fantastic. They bring the, absolutely bring the fun. And if you wanted something in an afternoon where you can just have the whole of the spike singing along to cheese. That sounds like my dream. I am sold. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> just a couple of mums are, are fantastic. Um, and the best name ever, I think. <laughs> oh, they're just the best. Also, of course, it goes... Uh, I can't believe you guys haven't mentioned Cassette Boy versus DJ Rubbish. Yes, I actually oh. was going to mention them. <laughs> I was waiting for Miguel to say that, actually. Like, uh, I was surprised you didn't. I had a chat with Jesse before and I did mention them. So, yeah, they're great live. Oh, they're fantastic. Tell us about it. I was, well, I mean, everybody knows Cassette Boy. Um, DJ Rubbish being the world's worst, best um, <laughs> MC. I remember where the year that Dave Gold like busted his leg backstage of chat saying right I'm coming on DJ Rubbish no gimmicks and he came on with plastic plaster cast as if he'd broken his own leg um, no <laughs> gimmicks at all no gimmicks and, and, excellent and it was a real like treat last year or oh, 2017 afterwards I was back there and I, I met them both sweaty after their gig and that was such a joy because there's there's they're just absolute sort of perfection for like a Sunday like Sunday, morning. Sunday lunchtime, isn't oh, it? Yeah, they're brilliant. Brilliant. They're really, really good. Um, and, but, I, and I mean, because they do satire, there, there's plenty of material going around yeah. for this year. <laughs> there's an oh, awful Lord. lot there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as Avalon's concerned, you've got um, again. There's the um, the bar steward sons of Val Dunican who are from Barnsley. They do like like comedy folk parody songs, and they're playing Sunday lunchtime. They're really fun. There's three guys and they all wear tank tops and sing songs about Barnsley Town Centre. And they're all... They're really funny. Someone's mentioned them to me, so I'll make sure I get there because I've heard I was reading about about them online, yeah. 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 I saw them at Beautiful Days and the the, the lead singer did stage dive at the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) So he's fun. Um, They've also... uh, Jade Bird is also playing Mm. um, Avalon. Um, Her new album's really, really good. Her debut album, I think it is. Laura Spraggan as well, we've got playing on Al Avalon. Looking forward to seeing yeah. her. Um, and you've already said Matt Bananarama, so how could you not? Yes, I'm, I had to drop it in there. I mean, I must have, uh, 80s nostalgia is a huge part of my music collection and I absolutely love it. So, we're, we're, I mean, I've seen them before and it's fab. It's just a lot of fun, so I was really excited. I haven't actually looked whether or not what else is going on but they they were a, a, a definite uh, as soon as I saw their name I was like right log in that I'd love to go <laughs> and see them again <laughs> yeah I think you're right though. I think Avalon has got a really broad um, range of stuff this year and you're right I mean it's like Cat Empire Bibio Sound Machine are great as well and um, I think they're, mm. they're subbing Cat Empire on Saturday night oh so this, Cat Empire just... I actually forgot about them oh my god <laughs> yeah uh, you're going to find me at Avalon guys all weekend that's, that's so many isn't it I mean I must admit I didn't realise our lists were going to be so big I mean when I went first and named a couple but I mean just talking about it and listening to you guys and the, the names that are coming out is it's fantastic I don't know if that's I don't know whether that's the first fantastic of the day but we'll, I'm sure there'll be a few more but <laughs> your favourite word <laughs> yeah I know yeah. right I think we've pretty much I my list there was a bit ex- 
extensive. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just kept like seeing two. things. I was like, uh. <laughs> mine was like two. I was like, okay. Well, you were like, which is your which is your one can't miss? And I was like, okay, I'll. Take one. <laughs> I'm starting... I think I just wanted to talk about all of my favourites. I didn't really care about that. <laughs> I suppose it's testament to how much is going on, though, isn't it? I mean, it's a it's a pretty decent area, to be fair. So, Paul, you mentioned just there that, you know, uh, Cassette Boy came off stage and you met him and it, it was really nice to sort of chat to him. That that sort of brings me on to, you know, is there anybody you met in 2017 with your new kind of behind the curtain role as such? Was there anybody that you kind of bumped into by accident or turned around and, and, and sort of had to say hello to and were like genuinely starstruck? Was there anybody that sort of <laughs> threw you off kilter a bit or were you cool, calm and collected for the entire time? Yeah, so there's, um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of um, of the artists like milling about and whenever sort of seeing people having to, inside going squee and outside, um, <laughs> outside just sort of going, oh, right, okay. So like, for instance, the porter cabin that we have that we use as an office in, in Glade HQ, like um, by crew camping there, sort of busy tapping away on the Laptop, turn around. Oh, hi, Goldie. Uh, nice to see you. Yeah, <laughs> shake hands and and he, like, yeah, good to see you, man. And just then getting on with you know getting on with the day. And then there was the Saturday afternoon, Saturday lunchtime last time around, looking outside and there's Busted hanging around waiting for to go over to Avalon. And then managed to, along with one of um, my photographers, managed to get from the uh, manager of of um sort of backstage at avalon uh pit passes for busted completely i'm obviously clearly not a photographer my photographer wasn't is you know is not a an avalon photographer but we sort of we we just sort of like mooched down there and then went down in the pit and looked across to see an absolute sea of people at the front it was unbelievable just went on and on and on brilliant well actually they did didn't they because they went out of the out the side of the tent, I think. From from I vaguely remember a picture, and it was it was oh, yeah. an aerial picture because obviously busted were uh, well known, and and but everybody wanted to go and see them, and just more people than could fit, and and it's a great picture from above, and God, there must be at least ten to twenty people deep outside the tent who stayed to enjoy that show so it must have which been which for avalon is quite a big were. deal it's one of the oh, smaller, yeah you know like everybody knows that the killer's secret set in 2017 was you know you couldn't get anywhere near the tent but for busted to pull that same you know of course they were their big band but to have them on avalon was really cool i'm me and my friends managed to get inside the tent and we were very like pleased with ourselves for doing so and yeah 15 year old me had a really really good time so it was really fun but yeah, yeah seeing it from the front pool must have been awesome i'm very jealous yeah, that was that was absolutely cracker. So just sort of like went in, saw that, and thought, right, okay, we were only allowed. I think the the band was said, right, you can only have the first three songs of uh, your photography anyway, and then they just want to get on with their show. But then there was also we had um, the Love Bullet stage as well last year, and um, I'd heard on the the grapevine that we'd had with with Eats Everything was um, headlining on the Friday. I think it was a Thursday, Thursday or the Friday. I can't remember now. It's been two years, guys. Um, <laughs> but no, you're asking, you're telling that to me. I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'd sort of heard that heard the rumour that Fatboy Slim was going to be um, doing a back to back with Eats Everything. So I thought, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll just I'll because I can pretty much go anywhere around the the Glade area. I thought I'll just chance my arm. So I went uh, went up um, across the sort of the, the back of the uh, behind the DJs where they were playing. 
And when you have all those sort of like people just standing around schmoozing, doing nothing, thinking, what the hell are those people just doing there? Why aren't they dancing and stuff? Um, one of those was me. And so um, what I thought I'd do, right, I'll, I'll just quickly, <laughs> quickly take a, like a bit of video, which I did. And then I thought, right, OK, I need to just get off of here now. So when went downstairs, went out. And then um, the next day, because I've got a fairly decent bit of video, managed to sort of like stick it out on, on our socials. And uh, Fat Boy Slim retweeted it as well. So that was really cool. So that was that was that was that was a bit of a sort of um, uh, all blimey moment because uh, because that's not supposed to happen to people like like me. So uh, that was really cool. That's, that's awesome, and I can imagine that's the moment you'll remember and enjoy uh, whenever you tell it. I mean, I'm sure you're probably grinning ear to ear, just just kind of reliving it for us. No, so I'd say most, yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's that is part of. It's like I said earlier on. It, this it's this is still feels really weird that I'm even doing this, and to be on the other side of the festival that that sort of love for for years and years. It's it never gets boring. It never gets normal. No, and I can imagine you you never take something like that for granted either. It, it feels really special every time you get to do it. How many showers do you take at Glastonbury these days? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> random question. <laughs> I like that we haven't heard from the girl in about like five minutes and it and just comes in. That bomb. <laughs> it is a big, big different way of attending the festival, you guys. It obviously you know? <laughs> just links so perfectly. <laughs> How many showers do you take? Wow, this is the grit of this that I'd always heard the Glastonbury did. That's oh it. dear, that's solid, that's solid journalism here. <laughs> there is a shower backstage, and you have to go and get a key for it. Um, <laughs> I used it once, I think. Oh, okay. oh, well, there you go. The man of the people. Still, okay, still, still one of us. One of us. One of. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Because every time I'm convincing someone to come to Glastonbury with me, they it always ends in this question. Well, you don't take showers. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for, why. For that's why. That's, that's why I been, went there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that you know seems to be the, the 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 big concern for people that haven't been to festivals yeah. before, isn't it? And and if they haven't been to a festival, that's usually the reason why. And then once once they or or, or they've been for the first time, they, they they get it, they get it, and it and they just would go forever more. It's just kind of getting over that first hurdle, um, which you know was was a great link, Miguel. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well done, Miguel. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, like I said, the, there was shower is there, but who has time for showers? Mm. Yeah. I don't want to wait. Might miss fun, something. Though. Well, exactly. There's too much to do. When I volunteered in 2014, and then I had access to hot showers, I I use it only once as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I think I forced myself. I forced myself to do it just so I would have this. this just so that, barrier. You say you <laughs> just so that you can say I did it. I yeah. had a decent shower. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. Do you know you, what? You're finished now, Miguel. You're yes, done. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think we should move on. Actually, what I'm going to say is, Miguel, you've talked about your time at Glade when you worked there in 2014. Do you have any funny stories? Let's, you know, shine the spotlight on you, Mr. Showerman. Um, do you have any funny stories from your volunteering? Like, did you serve anyone, like, really exciting at the bar? Or did you have any sort of, like, after parties in, I don't know, the treetop bar at the Glade or anything like that? Can you tell me anything? What have you got? Yeah, so I, I worked at the Glade Bar in 2014 and I was really lucky with my shifts, which I, my first shift was Thursday afternoon and then the second one was Friday and then I did one evening, which was the Saturday. And what was 
quite interesting. A lot of people would come to the bar when because I did this sort of afternoon shifts and they would be quite happy. A lot of people would say to us, this is a great bar. There's, there's no queue. And I think, I think they had a couple of different beers at the Glade Bar at that time. And also they had frozen, frozen margaritas. No, oh, frozen margaritas. That's <laughs> I still favorite. have them. I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so there was a particular lady who was very fond of the margaritas. So she was coming quite often. <laughs> Was uh, it me? Uh, no, uh, no, uh, no, it wasn't you. I'm and, not gonna and, lie; it could have been me. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> and, and every time she would, she, she she would stay around and have a really nice chat and say, "This bar is the best." So that was fun. Mm-hmm. And I remember, so this was 2014, and I, I mentioned before, I really wanted to see Arcade Fire headlining, and I was I was off from my bar duties on Friday night. <laughs> but I do remember <laughs> between in between bands shouting out of my lungs Saturday night come to the Glade Bar <laughs> oh wow you were promoting I will, I will be there pouring pints come say hello wow no one uh, like very conservative <laughs> and and there was a couple actually uh, they, that show up and they were sort of standing in the counter like oh god they're looking at me at, like they know me <laughs> But oh I, no, they recognize you from the I, 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 And then I went to them and they said, yeah, do you remember? Oh, you were, you were there, right? I was, I was inviting people. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It could be one of many reasons. People, every, like we said before, Miguel, everybody remembers you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm a, I'm a different Miguel. When I'm, no, I'm the same. Just, <laughs> just really happy all the time, which exactly. is why I go, really. Well, yeah, this is it. And I, and I did, so I did the evening shift on Saturday and it was just a blast, really. I mean, I, I didn't feel like I missed the festival. So I was at the bar. It's I just was, another part. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I said it before, I really enjoy volunteering and it's this feeling of being part of the festival. It's not work really mm. so I imagine working bar is probably like the yeah fun, one of I mean, the funner jobs and of all the bars like glade bar is a pretty good bar to yeah get, yeah to get <laughs> so yeah this is sort of the the summary and i i repeat this uh every episode 2014 is still my favorite glastonbury <laughs> i think everyone's well aware of everyone that, knows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that no but i don't i don't think i went to no staff bars or any i didn't find my way in into any secret spot or anything <laughs> no too busy wandering around though. yeah too busy too busy wandering yeah exactly um Rob, what about you? Do you have any sort of Glade memories from the last couple of years? Is there any like particular standout performances that you're like, this was amazing, I had a great time? Or, Well, much like many of my stories, they start with, well, I'm not actually sure I can hugely remember, but I have these, <laughs> <laughs> I have I have so many memories of wandering around there. And like I said, it being my go-to, um, I quite often will have, have spent time like Miguel, not really knowing who it is I'm watching. But um I'll take a little pause here because you might even have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure I have a really fond memory of this. It might not be true, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a there's a fantastic act. I try and see um, as often as possible. Have since this time that I, I saw at Glastonbury, uh, and it, and it's a, a lady called Tourette's Hero. Oh, and I, I'm 
I'm sure the first time I saw her was in Glade. And I was just in pieces from laughing. <laughs> um, not not at because it's it's not the whole Tourette's thing, but the the whole idea is that you get involved and she's very funny and she says you're she, laughing with me, doesn't she? She said that at the, yeah, at the very exactly. Yeah, and, Tina, yeah. and she has a very very funny um, Twitter feed as well, which I follow and uh, mm. I couldn't recommend higher um, to go and see her. And and it was at the Glade that was the first time. Now I'm I'm I know I've checked. She's definitely uh, playing this year, but a, a different part of the festival um but it it was it was at the glade i'm sure of it that i saw yeah, it was. and i just had such a fantastic time and i remember it being on a sunday because i was i was feeling a bit down at the time and i'd gone for a bit of a wander to get out of the tent um you know to cheer myself up a bit and and from oh, that Rob. point on I, I, do you know what it's, it was just one of those you know when you buy sunday you're a bit tired yeah yeah and i just needed to get out of myself and so i did and i went and, and i just i loved it and she was fantastic and i wish i could remember the name of her uh sidekick the guy he's uh equally is it oh uh, they both i say they both have have separate twitter pages and now it's one of those acts that i just don't i don't know how planned it is i don't know how random it is but whichever it is it just works so well and and i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it so that is that's really a really good memory for me from the glade She's fab because she was because um, her t- one of her ticks is biscuit. She has biscuit all the time. That's it, biscuit. She's biscuit. Custard, She's throwing, all the time. Throwing, throwing custard creams out to everybody. I, saw, <laughs> I was there as well because it was on. She was on before um, uh, Cassette Boy um, one year, and so I saw her. Yeah, she was okay. amazing. Captain Hot Knives. That's, That's it. it. Just remembered, Captain Hot Knives. That's it. There you go. Tourette's hero and Captain Hot Knives, and, it, and it's something that if I'd have seen it in in the the book, obviously the guidebook that we carry around, or, or looking, it just w- it wouldn't have stood out to me because I would never in a million years have heard of it. Mm-hmm. But now it's one thing that I actively look for, and I I really hope to see them. And I know I know they'll I know they'll be there this year. So I yeah, will be there. I think they're, they're definitely on a, a glade moment for me, and uh, it really 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 packed up my day. Oh, a great moment, Rob. I like that. <laughs> or a great moment. Do you have many great moments at the Glade, Jesse? Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely have had many uh, great moments at the Glade. God, you've got me. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I think we just the have a, the first Glastonbury tongue twister. Yeah, <laughs> the great, great moment. The Glade moment. Um, I, I think my favourite was I uh, am a huge fan of a DJ called A Skills. Uh, he does a lot of mashups, and he played the Glade like one afternoon. I think a Sunday. I think it was a year that Arcadia was next to the Glade. Uh, the Spider was next to the Glade. What was that? Twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, something like that. Anyway, yeah. And it was yeah, it was just amazing. Me and my friend Neil were right at the front. Absolutely, I've, I don't think I've danced as hard since really uh, we were really going for it it was amazing and another one uh, that was really really good in 2017 was gentlemen's dub club which i did mention just a couple of minutes ago when i was referencing dub pistols but they're amazing and what made that really special is that you know sometimes at festivals you everything comes together and you have 10 friends together and you're all watching a band that you all know the words to and you're jumping around and hugging each other it was it was yes. just one of those and it was really, those are really great nice, moments though. aren't they yeah, it's just it's moment. those are the ones that you remember, you know, when you're all together yeah. and kind of arms arms around each other and going for it. So yeah, sometimes I, I, I don't mean, even have to many, be with people more. you know. Could be just friends you just made, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> True. It could be friends you just made next year, but yeah. So I mean, I've had many many Glade moments, but those are probably the two that kind of stand out for me. But it, it's there's something special about that stage like you kind of look at it from the outside you think oh it's just you know not to say just but it's, it's it's a stage between the trees it 
doesn't look that big, doesn't look that exciting. But there's something about kind of when you get in there, magic happens. It's like this circle and it's, oh, it's amazing. It draws you in. Yeah, it draws you in. Maybe, oh, Paul, you can tell you us in. a little bit more. Like, what, what do you think makes kind of the Glade special? Yeah, I think what what um, what I really love about the Glade is that it's smack bang in the middle of the festival. And, you know, obviously, you know, the park, um, John Peel um, and Pyramid and other, and other stages so do get a, quite a lot of uh, focus and exposure. But then you see people wandering in, especially from other, you see people just wandering here and, and all of a sudden and they're bang in the middle of there's smoke there's there's lights and they're like they always come in with a, a look of wonder like what on earth is going on here and you've got the the quadraphonic function one sound system that's in there is really special um yeah. tony andrews wow. uh, one the pioneer um of function one designed it you know he did the sound for, um, for the first glastonbury festivals and he's hugely respected one of the video uh, vlogs that we had a couple of weeks ago was was him and Fatboy Slim. You know, it, they, he is revered, and the the sound system that we've got in there is second to none. You know, and then the you've also obviously got the spike in the trees. There's the Glade Lounge as well. The Spaceport. We've got Left Field on the Spaceport doing a DJ set um, this year as well. There's mm. there's so much in these little little sort of um, dark uh, spaces where there's always something happening. And so, you know, as well as it's a place to escape from the rain. I remember running in, I think it was 2013, <laughs> 2013, I think, or 2010, I think it was tipped it down, come running in, and there's the dub pistols, and they were tearing the roof yes. off of it. And it was, it's insane. And it's, it's got such an outside but inside vibe to it. It's really difficult mm. to explain, but it really goes off. It's, it's a fantastic space, and it is magical. I think that's what I was trying to get at. It's, it's very sort of from the outside because you can see straight through to, you know, uh, the other side of it as such. And then it's almost, you know, the white circular roof. And then you see the smoke and the lights and you kind of think, oh, I don't really know what's going on there. But you get in and that sound system, sort of circular sound system. Yeah. As soon as you're in there, you're like, whoa. It exactly. Really <laughs> exactly. Sort of like hits you when you walk within that circle. It's amazing. So, yeah, thank you, you very much. You really that. feel like you're walking into that bubble, don't you? Yeah. It's great. And, I'd forgotten about Spaceport as well. I mean, I've had, I definitely had a few sweaty dance-offs in there. Like, it, it's great. Like, you go in this little, again, this little bubble that you walk into, like, and there's some really, like, I'd call them filthy DJs, let's say, that play in there. You go in there, like, whoa, this is, this is some really big bass in there. But, yeah, good fun. Um, and let's not neglect Avalon then. So if we talk about what's special about Glade, um, you did mention that Avalon's almost a festival within a festival, and, and, and we agree as well. But what do you reckon is kind of the special about Avalon? What makes it different from other places in the festival? Well, there's the Avalon Inn for a start. I mean, everybody loves the Avalon Inn, and that's that's probably the, my favourite um, bar or pub because it, it's such a... An amazingly sort of like big wooden structure, isn't it? And but the, upstairs, hasn't it? Yeah, as far as I remember. Yeah, you can go which, out onto the terrace in the pub. You're like, okay, <laughs> it is very strange. And the Avalon Cafe obviously goes into on late into the night as well. There's going to be a change this year too. I think there's a change in the after hours flow into the southeast corner. So there's going to be a lot of sort of traffic, and there's a lot more, lot of um, be a lot more people in there for a start off. But yeah, the, that's the, hot the, news, everyone. Hot yeah, news. Exactly. <laughs> hot news. There's going to be a change. <laughs> But yeah, the, I mean, the Avalon Cafe goes on until like wee hours as well. So there's, the, 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 it does give you a sort of a, a space if you don't want to go flying into the naughty corner, then you can spend a bit of time, you know, relaxing and uh, whatever you wanted to do around the cafe as well. So yeah, it does have that festival within a festival vibe. 
especially in the daytime when you've got all the theatre and you know the walking performers and there's always sort of something quite sort of like fun and interactive going on there i know i can't wait to get back i love that area it is really nice when you get obviously it's borders the um, theatre and circus fields and they come on in for a walkabout it's always really nice you're sort of sitting there outside Avalon Cafe kind of like oh I'll just sit and have a bit of a pint and sit in the sun for a while and then you know in walks a giant kind of caterpillar type thing (laughs) coming in from the theatre and circus you're like cool this is a good place to be So I've been going to Glastonbury for, well, I've done nine Glastonbury so far, and everybody always says to me that I'm very lucky to get tickets every time, uh, which I know I 100% am, but part of me thinks that I want to work it. I've worked a lot of other festivals, um, kind of doing stewarding and bar work and and various sort of forms of volunteering. And I do think maybe I'm missing something, not being able to arrive on site early, especially hearing Miguel's stories. So Paul, would you say having been, you know, a long standing ticket holder and now, you know, the last festival was the last was the first time you've worked it, do you think it's more fun now that you're a part of it? Um I think obviously we've we've all been um going for for such a long time and I think you have a, we all have like a deep love for the festival a love for its sort of like ethos and and what it stands for and appreciate its history and you know the, the friends that we've we've made there and I think to be then involved in working for it and producing for people what you love it's sort of like I don't know it adds a sort of another layer of appreciation it's certainly like a sort of like intimated it certainly is surreal being on the other side of it but it's really special still and it's more almost more magical it's still I still sort of, you know pinch myself to think that I'm actually involved on the other side of something that, mm. that I've loved for so many years so um I don't I don't know really I think it, there is it's just really special it's, it's hard to come up with another word that isn't that really but, yeah. but that's what it, it is. just fits so well doesn't it I mean it plus there's the fact I guess Paul that you you also get for us Glastonbury um is is that week we've we've kind of extended that through starting our our social media pages ourselves and and now since starting Glastocast as well but Glastonbury now must take up even more of the year for you with, with planning and, and all the other different parts of it as well. So, I mean, how much more time do you think day. you spend there? How much, yeah, do you think you spend, how much more involved are you? Or does it does it take up part of your week every day? Or, but, you know. It's every day. I mean, I, I, my, um, I run a dog walking business. And so I spend a lot of time out in fields with dogs. And the one of the beauties, obviously, of modern life is, you get the iPhone and um, I can monitor, I can do work, I can upload, I can follow, I can retweet and I can basically be more active and keep an eye on emails coming in and all the rest of it. So it's certainly um, since the start of this year, really, it's oh, since I think probably about November last year, it's it's all ongoing and it's, it's, a, it's a build up, you know. Fairly non-stop, I suppose. And that's coming from a fallow year. So with yes. that not being the case and, and actually, in fact, next year being the, the 50 years, it, it could it could go, you know, even more that way. <laughs> that's true. 
That's true, but isn't it? Isn't it wonderful though? It is, isn't it? And we 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 all love it, and we wouldn't have it any other way. And you mentioned there about having your business walking dogs, and that's great because you can still kind of be out and about doing things just like you would at the festival. You, you've got your access to the phone. I think sometimes Jesse and Miguel and myself almost our jobs get in the way sometimes of of, of our love for Glastonbury. And yeah. would you you know do you, do you find sometimes that actually it's it's you know you wish you had more time to get involved even more so than you do now um i think i've got a really good balance with it to be quite honest Excellent. i think i'm able to to do the uh, the job to my best of my ability and also to run my business to the best of the ability so it works so well for me i'm really i'm very very lucky great position to be in isn't it that's that's great to hear mate but yeah it does sound like the dream if i'm honest the two things i love in my life are i love dogs and i love glastonbury so Paul, if I could just have your life, that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start to wrap this up just a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about Glastonbury kind of a, a, as a whole rather than just on Glade and Avalon. I just want to ask you, do you have like a favourite standout Glastonbury moment or are there any like couple of stories that you really want to tell? Like we really find that we love hearing other people's favourite bits and, and hearing their passion come across. And from the feedback we've got from season one, that's what, our listeners love to hear as well. So we want to hear yours. What's your favourite customary moment or moments? Well, um, I think as far as sort of music is concerned, I think uh, Pulp's secret set in, in the park in 2011, I was at the front of that. I've always had a, like a lifelong adoration of Pulp. So that was really special. And then I also really like Bell and Sebastian as well. And um, I think it's 2015 they were playing Other. And um, I was on the, on the barrier um, after, it might have been Lionel Richie that year if memory serves and uh, anyway I, I was on the barrier for that and, and then uh, Stuart Murdoch says oh who who wants to dance on the Glastonbury stage and they he was going down into the crowd and picking people out and I just thought Do you know what I'm, I'm just gonna go over so I, ran, I jumped the barrier and then <laughs> ran across with all the other people who had been picked and then ran around the back of the other stage and all of a sudden I'm on the other stage with no um, yes. about with about fifteen people. That really deserves a wow. Um, that is that's a wow. Amazing. <laughs> dancing, dancing wow. With them Fantastic. to the band to um, boy with the Arab strap, nice. jumping around like a loo. Oh. And I and I, when I got home, I found out that I'd been told off by Stuart Murdoch. Um, I was taking a picture of him from mm. back, and he was like. Put your phone down. Live in the moment. Come on! I'm, I'm just like cheesy grin, <laughs> taking a right. cheesy grin, taking a picture of him. Um, so we we were jumping around there and dancing there, and then we stayed on for another song, which was then the end of their set. And as I was going off, I was like, "Oh, I think I might just have the drummer set list." So I took the drummer set list as I was on my way out, and then all of a sudden ushered out, and then all of a sudden back in front with everybody else. So that was oh, that was fun. Great story. What a great story. Oh, that's great. My my story was about serving frozen margaritas. <laughs> and it was the, the other the other one I was going to mention was um, was I was in the uh, underground piano bar one year and I was sort of down the front watching. I think it was some bluegrass or, or something, and it, it took ages to get in there. But it was, I was there with my my friend Guy. And there was a tap on my shoulder. It's like, can I get through? And I said, oh, no, 
where am I going to go to? He says, well, I've got to be on stage. And I turned around <laughs> and it was Mike Davis. And it was, uh, hey, hey. So I was, I was like, oh, sorry, Michael. Yeah, by all means, of course, get on stage. <laughs> yeah. so, I love how at first you were like, uh, no. No. <laughs> So get on gets, the queue, mate. So he gets on, <laughs> Who do you on, think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Bob Leavis or something. Oh. Yeah. And he got on stage with it. He had a couple of pieces of paper in his hand, and then he decided to uh, he's singing a song to everybody. Oh. Which was which was fantastic. Lovely. Lovely. So, so yeah, that was that was pretty good too. Brilliant. I loved both of those. Thanks for that. Well, this has been an absolutely awesome chat. It's been amazing to kind of speak to you, Paul, and just hear about, about your favourite, you know, experiences, uh, what your job entails, me being very jealous the entire time. Um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been really cool. Uh, it's I've been really a really fun chat. episode. It's yeah. been really good fun having you here. It's, I mean, it's given us more to talk about, which we, we don't really need any excuses, but it's been great to have you listening. And uh, you've had some great stories as well. And hopefully you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Yeah, thanks so much, Paul. This is what the podcast has been all about. It's just connecting with other, other people who love Glastonbury as much as us and just share with the community. Thank you, guys. It's, um, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend a little bit of time with you talking, as we all could, for, for hours on end about our favourite subject. And on behalf of everybody else who listens, thanks so much for doing it. It's, uh, it's been a complete joy listening to the first season and it's been great talking to you. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. That means a lot. <laughs> that means a lot. <laughs> it's great to know. I mean, we love doing it. So it's it's great to know people love listening. And uh, thank you for being a part of it with us and giving us some, some great, great stories and information. Yeah, it's been our first interview and the first time we've had a fourth person kind of have to deal with our crazy dynamic we, uh, <laughs> yeah, the madness yeah, yeah, deal with the madness, exactly. So I'm glad you had fun. And yeah, thanks so much for speaking to us. Um, we'll see you at the festival. Cool. See you guys.